Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante, along with Andrew P. Shea. Ross will be along for quarter number two and quarter number three. Andrew, how are you doing? You ready to talk some Penn State news and notes? Yeah, I'm good, Jim. How are you? How are you doing this fine spring week? Uh, very good. Hopefully uh, take advantage of the weather at some point and get out and hit the little ball around a little bit. Andy, how about yourself? If I can ever get away from mowing the grass every three days, right? Like spring in the northeast, the grass grows like a weed. I put fertilizer down. It's my own fault. You want to keep your grass looking nice. But, yeah. So let's talk some Penn State football. Let's roll. All right. Let's start with this, Andy. Uh, Penn State has a new opponent coming up in a few years. They announced a, announced a home-and-home series with Syracuse in 2027 and 2028. I'll start out with I like it. I like that they're playing a team from a Power 5 conference. I like that it's a team that they have – Played years ago, us old guys remember playing Syracuse and enjoy picking that back up again. I like that it's a regional game in that if you're a Pennsylvania Penn Stater, there's a good chance you can drive to Syracuse to watch the game. And I believe there's a pretty good number of Penn State grads in upstate New York. So I see this as a major win. I love it. What do you think? Yeah, it's a retro game uh, for the Penn State fan base that you've documented and just eloquently stated. My question is, it's an AC, it's a team in the ACC. Uh, why, why not Pitt? But that that's just the me question, right? Like, if you're going to look at a team in the ACC in another Power Five, can you look at a Pitt game? And I'm not like, a, oh, Penn State has to play Pitt. But... I think it's a good game for Syracuse. I think it really is a good game for Syracuse to get. And it's a Power 5 opponent for Penn State. Any Power 5 non-conference opponent on your schedule going forward, no matter how the playoffs evolve, is going to be needed. A Q factor is better, but any Power 5 is better than a non-Power 5. It is. And, you know, the pit question is... a little more involved it is um, I, I think a little bit you know spreading out those games where it's pit for a couple of years okay bc or i'm sorry syracuse for a couple of years but i had bc in my head you know why not bc then for you know a couple games at some point Agreed. so these were the old um rivalries and west virginia another example of a team in the region in a Power Five conference, I personally have no problem with pl- playing Pitt all, all, every year. In that <laughs> they are a rival, <laughs> I I get no greater pleasure than Penn State beating Pitt. But as we all know, it, it, it's a little bit more involved than that. Um, so overall, I think uh, Syracuse, good call, good matchup. I think most Penn State fans will be good with that. Speaking of Pitt, Andy, uh, in the news this week has been 
quite a bit written about Jordan Anderson, Addison, excuse me, Jordan Addison, very good receiver for Pitt, and he's entering the portal, but prior to entering the portal, there was a lot of talk that he would be entering the portal, and that it was a not only an NIL decision to enter the portal, but that there were other teams, namely USC, who were tampering with him, meaning while he was still on the pit roster, before he entered the portal, somebody got in his ear to say, hey, come to USC and you're going to get this kind of money. Much more complicated than that. but And the, the combination of NIL and transfer portal, I heard someone describe it this way. Transfer portal, good. NIL, good. Transfer portal and NIL, not necessarily so good. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I, I, I fall, I'm a little bit conflicted, right? Like, so the NIL, <coughs> excuse me, is a free market thing, right? The transfer portal is an, is an open market for the players. The combination of the two makes, they're both clean, but it, they're good in concept, both of them. It just, it kind of makes it, Ah, it just makes it a little bit of a muddy mess. I mean, the name, image, and likeness is 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 free market. I mean, it's kind of this is kind of what coaches do. It feels like what coaches have been doing for twenty five years uh, in major college football. You know, they they take from others and and help themselves. So, but I know this isn't the intent behind it. The tampering stuff. That's just going to be part of NIL's sort of growth and growing pains. and But the fact that NIL is free market, everybody has a value, right? Everyone is underpaid until you're overpaid, right? And location, 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 that sort of matters in the free market. So for Addison, the Bolitnikoff Award winner, I mean, I think there's, there's another fact, a couple other factors here. One is... He just lost his starting quarterback to the NFL draft in the first round. His position coach left for Texas. When you look at those things beyond just the sort of like, you know, what Pat Narduzzi was kind of doing, which was calling out USC for tampering and anybody else for that matter, if they were. Um, and I'm not saying they weren't because I'm pretty sure they were, or at least they were trying to push the envelope right up to the very edge of any line that might exist. Um, you know, those are those are kind of factors as well. I mean, LSU was sort of working with Brian Kelly right before he left Notre Dame and went to LSU and became their head coach. That's okay, I guess, right? So what has to be good for the coaches kind of should be good for the players, but it's just, it's a mess, dude. <laughs> I, um, you know, this is sort of a feeling of welcome to what non-Power 5 schools feel like all the time. Like, they feel like this whether NIL exists or not, right? Like, this is how they get treated all the time. They get rated for coaches and players, and that is what happens with non-Power 5 programs a lot. So it it feels like that. I am conflicted because the free market part of it, of the NIL part, is that's just the way it's going to be. The transfer portal is a really good thing. The combination when those two mix together... It's not something that is avoidable, but it is not something that seems to be, that doesn't seem to be like a very level playing field. 
Andy, my take on it is, and I'll tie together uh, name, image, and likeness and the transfer portal. And the portal itself, I agree, it's a good thing. But entering the portal should be the line of demarcation. Nobody should be able to go after the player till he says, I'm entering the portal, or he has entered the portal. Then he's fair game, he's wide open. Same thing with name, image, and likeness. I believe it's once the kid gets to my school, he's now open and available for NIL. When he's still either at another college or still in high school and has not committed yet, I think of that, I'm going to use the word tampering for both instances. Now the question is, is there a way to police that? And I'm not sure there is, but it's where I would like to see the line drawn. I don't want a high school kid now. Name, image, and likeness was supposed to be, okay, Sean Clifford is at Penn State. How could he now use his name and image to make money? Not, okay, I'll give you that money, Sean, to come to Penn State. And it's the same way here. You know, with the um, uh, Jordan Addison from Pitt, now the way they're, he and his people are cleaning this up, they're using what you said, you know, lost his position coach, lost his quarterback. This is about positioning himself better for the NFL, which is legitimate. It's what Arnold E. Bikini did in coming to Penn State. Absolutely. But it seems like there's enough smoke here that, there's some fire somewhere. And, you know, if if the kid had just entered the portal on his own without any interference, no problem with it. If he had then chosen USC, no problem with it. Then USC donors could come in and do the NIL thing. It's a timing thing. Go yeah, ahead. it was a timing thing. You're 100% right, Jim. And and I think the, the NCAA is going to have a problem the, a policing problem, no matter what. Right now, they don't have a, they don't have a line. They don't have a, a they don't have a, a, a line of demarcation. They don't have a line in the sand. They don't say there is no line. So I think they have to first establish a line, knowing no matter what they do, they're going to have a policing problem to separate the transfer portal and NIL. Make transfer portal entry necessary in order to do NIL. You're still going to have a policing problem, right? We're not acknowledging that you will not. Um, this type of scenario could still exist, but they don't have a you know a line or a policy right now in relation to that, and they need to establish that first and then work on the policing issue second. But And you're still going to have it. It's still going to be a problem, but you, need to, you can't have both of them being absent of any you know, clear-cut line. That's just my two cents. Establish a line and then figure out we're going to have a policing problem and figure it out. And I believe that they are going to try to do something. The One of the issues they're going to have is they got their the NCAA got their butt handed to them by the courts. So they're going to be very afraid to do anything because they're afraid they will lose it with the courts again. Yeah. Uh, one last item in the last minute we have here, Andy. Just wanted your comment on. I thought it was interesting. I saw th- some early point spreads have come out, and Penn State 
surprise, surprise, starting their season in the Big Ten on the road again at Purdue. Penn State is a four-point favorite. Surprise to you at all? It is. Um, now, I say that saying I haven't done any 2022 roster study on Purdue yet, but all I know is they're 9-4 and four a year ago. They, they lost guys to the NFL, just like Penn State. Uh, Penn, you know, Purdue won five of its last six games. Their only loss was to Ohio State. They beat Michigan State the week before they lost to Ohio State. Kind of none of that matters because that was 2021. Um, and Penn State's end wasn't pretty, but it says Penn State wins by a touchdown on the road. I find that very interesting. Well, what you're referring to is a touchdown. It would be a seven-point probably on a neutral field yep. with the three points Purdue gets at home. It, it comes out as a four-point favorite. Well, interesting to see if that will change as we get closer. All right, that's it for quarter number one in the news. Stick around. Ross will be here in quarter number two. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State by author Greg Woodman looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256-page full-color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lions' soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com. <laughs> 